A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. One sentence summary. A new earth outlines a crazy and destructive place we call home, but not without showing us that we can all save it together. By looking into our minds and detaching ourselves from our ego so we can practice acceptance and enjoyment. My favorite quote from the author is, The primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation, but your thoughts about it. Eckhart Tolle You most likely know Eckhart Tolle from his book The Power of Now, so I bet you'll be surprised to hear that this one sold almost twice as many copies. This might have been mostly due to Oprah selecting it for her book club, which led to a series of 10 webinars with her and Tolle, which 35 million people attended, around 10% of which in turn bought the book. Nonetheless, this book describes some of the central problems humanity faces today and gives individuals like you and me a place to start changing that. Here are three lessons from a new earth to help you make the world a better place by making your mind a better place. 1. Religion won't help us save the world because it always carries part of the problem. 2. Be a duck. Don't overthink things. 3. Acceptance leads to enjoyment, which is the only way to an enlightened life. Want to come and save the planet? Let's think ourselves to a better earth. A new earth, lesson one. Religion won't help us save the world because it always carries part of the problem. This answers the question, is religion really able to sustainably carry humanity forward with spirituality? Tolley first describes that all religions already accept pain, chaos, madness and suffering as part of life in one form or the other. Therefore, religion can't possibly solve the problem. Buddhism, for example, mentions dukkha as the mind's natural state, which translates to suffering or pain. If you translate sin from its original Greek source, it comes out to missing the mark. Thus, Christianity, Christianity also has its own bucket for those who are lost causes and just miss the point. Hinduism integrates death and rebirth into a perpetual cycle of pain and relief. You see, turning to religion, no matter which one, can't possibly truly liberate us. Most of these problems with religion have emerged over time, because as religions grew older, their messages have been twisted, changed and distorted, making them part of the problem instead of the solution. Just think of the Crusades, Spanish Inquisition or the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. A New Earth Lesson 2 Overthinking is detrimental, so be like a duck. This answers the question, how can I stop thinking too much? Tolle uses a cool Zen story to make this point. Tanzan and Ikido, two Buddhist monks, travel along a muddy road, while heavy rain is falling. They spot a beautiful woman in a kimono who is unable to cross an intersection because of the bad weather. Tanzan picks her up and carries her to the other side, setting her down. They travel on for hours, and only when they reach their destination at night does Ikido speak about what's been bothering him the entire time. We monks aren't allowed near females, so why did you do that? Tanzan replies, I left the girl there. Are you still carrying her? So simple, but perfectly makes the point. Tolly compares someone who doesn't overthink to a duck. When ducks fight, they quickly swim in opposite directions afterwards, immediately moving on with their lives. Only humans feel compelled to collect bad feelings, resentment, hurt and suffering over time and then unleash it upon the world. Don't be like Ikido. Don't carry things with you longer than you need to. 
Be like a duck. A new earth lesson 3. You can live an enlightened life only through enjoyment which you can find by accepting things as they are. This answers the question, how can I live a life that's full of joy? So here's the solution Tolly proposes. Accept every moment as it is. Do whatever you have to do in any given moment, but do it peacefully, without judgment, and keep an open mind. Not all tasks are great. Not all days will be wonderful. But once you simply accept what you're doing, you take responsibility for your own state of mind and can find enjoyment in the present. The more you seek to find this enjoyment in your life, the more it'll become your source of motivation for doing things, instead of a desire for some material thing or other people's approval. Always acting out of pure enjoyment is what Tolly describes as enlightenment, and acceptance is the only way to get there. My personal takeaways from A New Earth for 2017. So, first of all, I'm not a very spiritual guy. I'm not a very religious guy. But I do think there's tremendous value in this book. I think the reason, I mean, obviously I explained the webinar situation with Oprah and how that led to the book selling so many copies. But if it was a bad book, it wouldn't sell so many copies, right? Like there's no way a bad book sells three and a half million copies. But... The re there might be another reason besides the promotion. Uh, you can't put all the, the effort on, on promotion, the, all the responsibility for having it sold so many copies. I think part of it is also because uh, what Eckhart Tolle describes in The Power of Now, which is all about focusing on the present and living in the now and, and being here and aware and compassionate and accepting of, of what's going on. Like the same, some of the same things mentioned here is that this book puts them in a larger context and says, if everyone does this on an individual basis, we globally, as a, as a species, humans, would be a lot happier and a lot better off, right? So if you just fix your own brain, if you just fix yourself, you, you will do humanity the best service you could possibly do because then you will be a better human and you will be a better part of the whole. Um, so... And he says, like, because of his definition of enlightenment, which is, which is uh, uh, acting and living out of pure enjoyment, like living with pure enjoyment every minute of your life, which obviously requires acceptance. And that's why he says religion has a problem because religion has baked some form of suffering into their, uh, into their core ideology. Like, no matter which one it is, they just say, like, pain, suffering, it's a part of life. And what he argues, his counter-argument, it's a bit similar to the Stoics. Um, there's a quote by Marcus Aurelius, and I think it's... One second. Uh, yeah, right, this is it. The quote by Marcus Aurelius is, Stoic philosopher, Roman emperor, uh, died in, I think... I don't want to say anything wrong. 50 AD? Well, anyways... Um, Choose not to be harmed, and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed, and you haven't been. So it's all about this, this uh, perspective change that we create our own pain. Every, every, all the pain we feel is mental, and we create it in our own head by what we think of the situation. And because 
because none of this... So Stoic philosophy has that attitude, right? Eckhart Tolle's philosophy has that attitude, like that you can basically absolve yourself of all pain by choosing not to give into it, not to feel it, not to, right? not to take even the perspective of pain. And religion doesn't have that. And that's why he says, like, well, we need something else or something on top of that to, to deal with it. Because all religions, they say, oh, suffering is just a part of life. And some religions are re really cru cruel even in that they say, um, in that they postpone most of the happiness to the afterlife. And you never know if that's going to happen, right? It's like getting to heaven or hell. Um, yeah, I think all religions have some variant of that. Um, except for, well, Hinduism, because it keeps cycling in that uh, death and rebirth cycle. So that's just like to put that into context, like like what's different from this spiritual approach Eckhart Tolle has and then what most religions share. Now, I love the Zen story um, because imagine you never regretted anything, not even for seconds, right? So sometimes now I know some choices are not the best ones, right? So let's say I make a bad food choice. For example, earlier today, I at 1 p.m. or so, I was hungry. I knew I had to eat something before my parents get back home and we eat our bigger meal of the day. But I, and I knew, okay, the best thing I have at home, the best thing I could do is to take some bread and, and put it in the oven uh, from the freezer, put it in the oven, heat it up and then make myself one. But I was like, eh, that takes too long. Just let me eat that one piece of cake that's still left. It has to be eaten today anyway. So let me eat that instead. I knew that that wasn't the best health choice I could have made. I knew it was something I did to save time and something I did because it was convenient and because it tasted good and so on, but it wasn't the perfect choice. But the moment I made the choice, I decided to settle with it and not obsess about it. So I had the cake and I moved on, right? And I could beat myself up all day about not having taken the high road here and having eaten the, the worst thing, quote-unquote, But instead, I'm just moving on and I'm focusing on recording these summaries to make something useful, right? To enjoy the present moment. And I've accepted my mistake or, or, or choice and I've moved on, right? So that's, it's very simple. And the more you can do that, the faster you can do that, uh, the more you live in the moment. And lastly, accepting things are as they are. I don't know if it's the title of a book or if it's a quote. It's called Loving What Is. And this is also something that comes, in, uh, that finds a lot of spotlight in Stoic philosophy. It's to really love everything that happens. So it's called, in Latin, it's called amor fati. Amor fati, uh, which means to love fate, basically. Loving everything that happens. So even the bad stuff that happens to you, the Stoics, they don't hate it. They love it because it's an opportunity for them to grow and to get better. Um, and I think Eckhart Tolle talks about something very similar here, right? You don't judge it, you, you keep an open mind, you do what you have to do, but you accept whatever the situation is, you don't complain, uh, and you move forward with your life with whatever you have to do, because you've accepted it, and you've decided that this life is too short and too great to not love every situation. So in, I think, John Kabat-Zinn's words, which is also the title of his book, wherever you go, there you are. And wherever you are, be all there. Right? Okay, so enough phrases and quotes. You get the point. Um, this is something that takes practice, right? So don't obsess about it. Don't worry about it. If it takes a while, it does. Um, I just hope you will get better at it. I hope you will learn this kind of mindfulness. And I will hope it, give, it 
I hope it will give you the same positive perspective it has given me over time. So enjoy and see you on the next summary.